We are back for the fifth and maybe sixth round selection of this Bulldog draft. Started off quite unique with that A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. We came back around, had a gigantic discussion on the third round pick. You can go back and watch those two videos in the description below. But for now, we're going to make our fifth round selection and maybe six in this Bulldog $500 underdog draft. Bet everybody's excited that we get to do this on a Sunday morning, but it is uh, it is part of the process when you're doing a slow draft. What's going on, gentlemen? Doing great. Nice um, and early for nice and early for Trev, even more yeah. so, even more so than us. No, uh, you know it's really tough being a, a best ball sicko. You gotta wake up and draft fantasy football teams. It's a real grind, tough yeah. life, you know. But uh, no, I. I I'm I'm excited for this one. The first two, uh, I didn't, you know, you never know how the discussion and everything is going to go on any draft with with really any other people. Obviously, I love talking to you guys about best ball, but the first two videos, uh, rounds one through four, were like legit, like super interesting discussion. Just like setting aside us creating the videos around them, I thought it was really thoughtful and interesting how we everybody thought through those picks. And so I do think we've built a foundation now for this team that maybe makes it a little bit easier to make some of the selections, but we're also in this part of the draft where it's kind of wide open too. you know, mm. uh, late fifth, early sixth on into like the double digit rounds. It's also still a little bit wide open. So we'll see how it goes from here. All right, well, let's pull up the draft board and let's see what we're working with here. So again, we took AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Lamar Jackson, Terry McLaurin. And we are on the clock now. Silas, if you can pull up the players that are available at the moment. I think this is, for me, it kind of set up for what we were expecting. Can can you click on the wide receivers real quick so I can just run down who's available at wide out? So we're looking at like Ayuk, Hollywood Brown, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, that area. And if we go to the running backs, we're looking at Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Alexander Madison, DeAndre Swift in that range. And then real quick tight ends, I believe we have we have George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, like we expected to fall here. So for me, I assume that we're going to probably want to go with a wide receiver with this first pick, just based on what our opponent behind us has. He has a three running back two wide receiver build current oh sorry he has a two running back one quarterback one tight end build because he took mark andrews so my assumption is he's going to probably want to either double tap wide receiver or grab a wide receiver and maybe another running back would be so. play he's probably not going to take tight end probably who knows <laughs> so i think that if we want tight end or running back we can leave that on the board and we'd want to go wide receiver right here does anyone have any um different thoughts on that no i'm 
I'm trying to, if you think ahead to next round, or not next round, but the next turn at the 7-8 turn, we're mm-hmm. probably looking at either one of both of uh, Bateman and Flowers yep. uh, to get our stack. And then after that, you know, I think that's really just when wide receiver falls off. Um, mm-hmm. So we're just going to be smashing running backs and maybe a second tight end a few rounds later after that. So I think we really just want to finish loading up on our top receivers here, get our elite tight end, and then we're looking good. I think that's the big thing at this this spot is what Trev said. Well, looking ahead, kind of combination of what you guys said, seeing what Braden there at the turn has, doesn't have a wide receiver yet. One would assume he's probably going to, you know, at least be taking one of those guys. Um, and then he does have the elite tight end. We're looking very strongly at both George Kittle and Kyle Pitts. So like you said, the fact that he already has the elite tight end, we probably want to just push that decision to the 602. If he takes one of them, we still have the other one in our back pocket, right? So um, I don't think we worry about those guys, but he is probably going to take wide receivers, likely two of them. So we probably want to get our guy. And then as Trev said, I think that there's a range later where, if you guys love Miles Sanders or Damian Pierce or something and want to pound the table for them, I will listen. But I think the best picks on the board for us here are, are at, at the 5'11", are almost assuredly one of these wide receivers. But I am also open kind of amongst the wide receivers. Yeah. What about you, Silas? Yeah, I think wide receivers the pick here. Um, I think the running backs have enough holes to open them that it, it makes sense to kind of pump it off. Um, you know, really, uh, you know, solidify our core of wide receivers that we're getting a solid point score every week. Um, yeah, we've kind of already played a little bit hyper fragile, um, you know, mm-hmm. with you know, not having a running back through four rounds, um, but grabbing an upside tight end um, and a wide receiver just makes the most sense. Yeah, I think the six the six oh two is actually going to be the more interesting discussion point out of these two picks, uh, but we can save that for a minute. For me. Looking at the wide receivers, this is another tier that I don't love. I think Hollywood Brown makes the most sense on this team, though, based on the construction with the two Eagles wide receivers. I mean, I'm not in love with Brandon Ayuk. I think we want to leave Kittle on the board as well. I could be talked into Tyler Lockett for sure. I could hear discussion points on Mike Evans, but... I think Hollywood Brown's it for me. What about you, Trev? Um, yeah, I'd be looking at. I think we have a few options here because we have Ayuk. You know, we could say, okay, we want to make a bet on the Niners. I know we had a long conversation. We were looking at Debo uh, last time we recorded about the holes with the Niners. Um, so I think Ayuk Kittle would be a little. I'm not too sure on that. I don't draft a lot of Ayuk. But, you know, they have the Baltimore and Washington matchups in the playoffs. Marquise Brown, Hollywood, you know, he plays Philly Week 17. And then I'm a big – I really like Addison. Um, I just think being the number two in that offense, we saw what Hawkinson could do there. And I think just from a receiving standpoint, Addison's probably about as good as him. You know, he's just a tight end who got a lot of volume. And so if we get an actual – I think like elite talent rookie receiver in that same role, just getting peppered with targets when Jefferson, sorry, uh, draws the coverage. I think he could have a huge season as a rookie, Um, but those are my three guys. 
God, we're going to have to have an Addison discussion at some point because I don't understand why he goes in this range at all. I don't even hate him, but I just think he is pushed up the board way too high right now. What about I you, Eric? I kind of agree with Trev that Addison has like low end wide receiver one upside. Um, he's not my preferred option here, but like I didn't think about him. And he has some pretty good matchups in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll you're, have that. You're going to be outweighed three to one at a later date whenever we talk about uh, Addison because I like I like Addison too. It's like a in a time when wide receivers are pushed up so far. You have a first round former Bulletnikov winner with KJ Osborne as his uh, you know target competition in a spot where like dude Adam Thielen has been good for a lot. The reason why we don't like Adam Thielen anymore is because of Adam Thielen, not because of uh, uh, the role with the the Vikings. Um, and like I said, it's just so kind of a, a wide receiver thing. Like, dude, Mike Evans has Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. De- we have we know about Deontay Johnson's flaws, et cetera, et cetera. But for me here, uh, it, it wouldn't be Addison. It actually would be Ayuk. Um, I totally have, I, like I said, I, I'm kind of splitting hairs a little bit amongst all these wide receivers, but deciding between like, say, comparing Hollywood to Ayuk, when I think about if I'm going to pay for this, not necessarily just paying for the the correlation with week 17, but we do have Terry McLaurin in week 17. Um, we have an elite quarterback, so we will be looking probably to punt that quarterback too, or or I know we'll get into solo quarterback builds and stuff much further down the road. But setting up another stack with an elite offense in the San Francisco 49ers, we know there's no Lamar stacking options here. If I'm going to side with you know the, the bring back option, Brandon Ayuk is a bring back option as well on a week 17 correlation, just like Hollywood is. And if I'm going to pay for that, I don't want to do it on the Cardinals. I want to do it on the 49ers who are like a very elite offense. It also sets us up to get Ayuk and Kittle. And we can talk about that at the 602, whether we even want that or we want Kyle Pitts. That's a discussion for a different point. But I think Ayuk gives us a lot more optionality. Like If we want to do Howell later instead of Purdy, you want to do Purdy, you want to do Howell later. It sets us up for that is set like i said it sets us up for iuk and kittle it just gives us a little more flex you know a little more flexibility and if i'm going to pay up kind of for a wide receiver like i like hollywood i take some i take some hollywood too but i don't love like spending up on the cardinals guy uh you know just because of the correlation aspect when we have these other elements available to us in in someone like Ayuk, but I also could be talked into you know, Lockett, Evans, Deontay, Addison as well. But I think if I'm picking right here, I would probably take Brandon Ayuk. Let me ask you this question about Ayuk. There's a lot of ambiguity about what that offense is going to look like with the starting quarterback. We, I mean, we've heard that discussion at nauseum at this point. If we were sold and told exactly who was starting for San Francisco, like let's say it was Brock Purdy, do you think Ayuk moves up this board? He should. Because I, I think he's at his ceiling. I, I mean, if he moves up, it's a it's a little bit. It's like half a round, right? Because I think everyone else I still like in front of him when we get to that, you know, Drake London, that other tier we were discussing last time, I still think he's the back end of that. So my concern is he's still being drafted at his ceiling right now. But I can't push back on it because so is Hollywood. So is Tyler Lockett, right? Jordan Addison, as much as I want to have that discussion, could be higher, but he could also be way lower. I, I just I'm curious as to what that offense is going to do. So Addison 
as much as I think he's getting drafted too high, I could see him going out producing his ADP. I'm not sure I see Ayuk or Hollywood actually doing that. Those are the concerns I have for Brandon Ayuk personally. But again, it's not like there's anyone else here to go to. So um, I, I'm definitely in for Ayuk. I think for me, it would be Hollywood slash Ayuk slash whatever at that point. Um, I mean, one, th- one thing on Ayuk is, I mean, he was the wide receiver 15 last year. He was the wide yeah. receiver 21 in, in points added. He had four spike weeks and two nuclear weeks and basically no duds. This includes the playoffs as well. In a, again, he's going as the wide receiver 30. He's probably the wide receiver one on this team. I know it feels weird and like Debo's up there, but Debo is not like a monster target share guy. And none of them really are, right? It's three dudes and, and now CMC as well. But Ayuk also has, like, show me here who has contingent value of like absolutely a nuclear smash. Like if Debo misses time, which <laughs> happens all the time, or Kittle misses time, Brandon Ayuk is an absolute monster, and he's drafted here because we have all three kind of competing guys. But also, that's good, right? All the Seattle guys go really high. Like, all the Seattle guys are, like, gone and off the board before all the the 49er guys. Now, there's a little bit of a different tiering of, of the ADP and stuff. But we're all comfortable with offenses like Seattle, but not comfortable with the 49ers who are there's like no chance that they're not awesome. Like it, uh, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, none of that shit mattered. Nick Mullins made this offense good. <laughs> you know, like those guys have made this offense good. And so just as like uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk is like no one's made a case like, ah, is Brandon Ayuk that good? Like you could probably make that case for Jordan Addison. Like do we actually know if he's any good? We don't. He's a rookie, you know, whatever. Do we know if Mike Evans is any good anymore? Tyler Lockett's getting older, et cetera. Deontay. Like he draws targets, but is he actually all that good? I don't know. But like Brandon Ayuk is like a really, really good NFL wide receiver. The only concerns are nothing about him. And they're actually nothing about the offense being good. It's kind of this minutia of how it all falls together. And like those are the guys I like to take. All right. So Eric's vote is for Ayuk. Silas, which vote where do where would you go here? Well, I just want to go back to what Eric said about contingency. Uh, we know Hollywood's going to be the wide receiver for us. Like, there's no, there's no concerns about that, right? But he's kind of getting pushed down the board because of the fact that uh, Tyler tore his ACL and LCL. What happens if he gets, you know, cleared before the season? Marquise Brown's going to move up, you know, and he's going to get peppered with targets. Like we're talking eight, nine, ten targets a game because they're going to be in negative trailing scripts pretty much every day. Um, He's going to be, you know, we've seen him be a wide receiver one. Is I don't think he's being drafted at his ceiling by any means, um, according to Rob. Like, he's getting drafted at wide receiver 32. He has a, a lot of paths to be a low-end wide receiver one with, like, some pretty significant spike weeks with how we know he plays football. Um, but, no, I'm between Ayuk and, and Hollywood. Um, I do think, you know, with Ayuk playing for the 49ers, it kind of, creates a, a ripple effect. Um, it kind of pinpoints us to probably Kyle Pitts at the next pick, unless we want to stack the 49ers, which we kind of talked about um, in the last video being, you know, difficult. Um, but I, I'm between the two of them. I probably lean Hollywood, but like it's like a 55-45 split. Yeah. 
Trav, what about you? I'm pretty split between the two, honestly. I wouldn't I don't think I would personally want to go Ayuk and Kittle. Um I just I have enough concerns with like I because I think it is a contingent that we always see whenever one of the pass catchers goes down on the Niners, whoever's left, they normally get a pretty big boost. And, you know, there's like a Jawan Jennings or someone who steps in and gets a few targets, but normally it gets just, it just gets consolidated. So I wouldn't, I'm not a big fan of just going and stacking up the Niners with a bunch of players. Uh, so if we went Ayuk, I'd probably be going for pits. Um, but I think it more depends on how do you guys view the tight end situation? Assuming we want to take a tight end at the six, two, would you, who do you guys like more between Kittle and Pitts? Because I'm personally Pitts straight up, and especially if we go Ayuk, I would be Pitts over Kittle. I think I'm Pitts over Kittle, and I think that's a great point to make because as we've established, our our guy behind us probably is not taking another tight end where he already took Mark Mark Andrews. So I don't think the Ayuk pick matter. Like It would matter if we thought that this guy was going to take a tight end, but in the sense that he's probably not, I don't think it matters if we take Ayuk. I think we're just locking ourselves into pits if that's the that's the play we decide. There's stuff to talk about when we get there. But I think that's that's something I would be personally fine with is taking Ayuk pits. So why I guess I'm not understanding why we wouldn't want to stack the 49ers. I think why, that, that why, why would you take Pitts over Kittle on a team when Pitts doesn't? There's no like correlation angle or whatever like that, and we're in this small field tournament where like we we just did this thing with the Eagles, yeah, where we condense our bets on this elite offense and said, eh, we don't care about all the other stuff. Let's condense our bets on this on this elite offense. Like Dallas Goddard is you know is is still a thing. Their run game is still a thing. It doesn't really feel that different to me condensing a bet onto and another elite offense in this. And this elite offense it gives us outs to the quarterback later if we want them. I'm not saying we we have to take them. The contingent bet is like a feather in the cap here. Like Debo, if, if something happens to Debo and you have Ayuk and Ayuk and Kittle, Kittle is the last year and for several years now from a spike week perspective has he's almost as good as Travis Kelsey. He has lower floor of course than travis kelsey but like this dude is an absolute fantasy monster and i love kyle pitts but if kyle pitts becomes george kittle that's like a monster win george kittle is already george kittle and the 49ers are just like this team that we know every single all the time brandon Ayuk just gonna chug out thousand plus yards and approach double digit touchdowns right and and that's with debo playing because debo's like not this target dominator Ayuk is their best wide receiver like in terms of an every down outside wide receiver so i i would push back on like we we don't want to stack the 49ers and we have to take pits over over kittle that's yeah i mean you made a good point earlier with the the mullins point saying like even he balled out i guess when i see it I look a lot at like the quarterback situation. I guess when we're looking like at like Desmond the, Ritter. Yeah, like <laughs> absolute amazing player. Um no, uh yeah, I just when I think about it, I'm like, man, I'm I'm hoping it's Sam Darnold or Brock Purdy. And again, it's it's just it it probably is fine. It's a Shanahan offense. They normally just make it work with whoever's back there just listening to commands like a robot. Um <laughs> 
So you're probably right. I'm probably just a little worried uh, when I shouldn't be because we've seen it in the past. It doesn't really matter who's back there. So and Trey Lance beats out Purdy and Darnold, then he clearly had to have done something to get a little a little bit better because all indications are that this is just Purdy's job, right? Well, don't, he can't don't give get me worse, Eric. Don't he give can't me hope, get worse. He's right. awful. <laughs> right. Right. So if so if every if everything is saying Brock Purdy is our guy, they brought in Darnold as this emergency guy, and Lance beats them out. Clearly, something has gotten better for for Trey Lance. And if he sucks in the beginning of the year, he's just going to get benched, and and you're going to get and you're going to get Brock Purdy. And Kittle has done it with any quarterback that's back there. And now you're just like the worst case scenario is Sam Darnold in in this for for a stack. The worst case scenario for for Hollywood Brown is an entire season of Colt McCoy, <laughs> like on a horrible offense. And this isn't the Cliff King. This isn't Cliff anymore, right? We don't even really know how this offense is going to work. I, I like Hollywood too, like as a football player, but like this is a tiny little wider outside wide receiver on not, you know, the air raid anymore. He has flaws. Tyler Lockett's moving to the outside with JSN, right? Mike Evans has Baker Mayfield. Ayuk is just like, you know what you're going to get. Is it? No. Is he going to be the wide receiver one overall in fantasy? Absolutely not. That's why I would I would argue more for Deontay or Jordan Addison over Ayuk than those other guys because you can tell yourself this story like, look, we know Deontay can kind of ball out if the offense takes takes a step, um, and it's to a lesser extent you could say that about Hollywood too. But I mean, the Cardinals are are very clearly kind of in the shitter. I know that they have Kyler now, but it's a little tougher to sell yourself on this offense being awesome. I mean, it's. James Conner, Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore, and Michael Wilson. <laughs> like that's a that's a tough sell. Whereas again, the 49ers, like <clears throat> I don't actually don't draft a ton of Ayuk. I just think when you get set up for this potential 49ers thing, this specific tournament where like we just did this with McLaurin, right? McLaurin probably isn't wasn't the highest upside bet at that spot, but we were, we're like, let's not fuck this up right here. And Brandon Ayuk is like. You're not, you're not screwing this. Like he's not losing this thing for you. And he actually has the, oh man, something happens to Debo. This is the the dream. Whereas like Silas said, I totally agree. Like if we get all perfect health reports on Kyler, Hollywood might move up, but it feels a little bit like a Brandon Cooksian type thing to me where like we put Brandon Cooks way up last year because he was the wide receiver one, but the guys who win are the guys who it's a little murkier. And so they can rise up through contingency or just breaking out, right? That Amon Ra went around Brandon Cooks. It was like, why the hell are we taking Brandon Cooks over Amon Ra St. Brown when we look back at it now? But it was projectable volume for for one guy and maybe a little bit of uncertainty. And so, um, again, I'm kind of splitting hairs, kind of pounding the table for Ayuk. But um, I just I just think that you, we're pro- not many teams I don't feel like are going to get set up for this 49er stack. And then we already have the Eagles stack. We are set perfectly set for zero RB. So these things kind of fell into place for us, basically, with the way to do this. And this guy takes Kittle or we decide at the, at the, the 602 to, to, to pivot and take pits. That's totally fine. But we'll never like there are no more 49ers. There, there, there's not another 49er that exists beyond beyond these two guys. And so if we do would happen to want to stack them, we have to do it here. All right. You've bullied me into it. <laughs> we also have the week 16 correlation with Baltimore. So we get the full playoff, you know, set up here. Um, I, I'm fine with you. It's not, it's, this is not a like fight situation for me. This was a, I'm fine with whatever. So yeah. 
I, I'm totally fine with Ayuk and then having more of a discussion at 602. And to be fair, I would, if someone else was pounding the table, yeah, for like Addison or something, I would not like, I'm not going to uh, totally, you know, uh, not back down. I don't think it's that big of a difference. I just think the kind of tiebreakers all fall to Ayuk, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like every tiebreaker falls to him. It's not that I love him that much. It's just, again, you stack up, like you said, even like the week 16 thing, just little bits here and there uh, side with him. Silas. Yeah, go off then. And the Cardinals are so cheap that. You know, we don't need to force somebody to have We right. can get another Cardinal. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. You want Trey, Mc, so, Trey McBride yeah. or, yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, true. So, true. Me uh, I was going to make one more argument for Addison, but if you three are all in on Ayuk, I'm fine with that. I don't really yeah. have an issue. Let's you do it. You, you can make a case at the 602 that we fade the tight ends and take Addison because uh, Braden doesn't seem like a Jordan Addison guy to me <laughs> on his uh, start. So uh, we might have another discussion. Seems like it seems like a Mike Evans guy. He's <laughs> yeah, on that thousand Evans, yards. This is Evans Lockett, right? This has yeah. got to be Evans Lockett. This is a very uh, Evans Lockett. He's a big Baker guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Braden does make his picks. He goes with Alexander Madison and Hollywood Brown. So we do lose out on Hollywood if that's something we wanted to do. Um, can we pull up the board and look at what we got here? So we've talked about Kittle Pitts. The one thing I want to pivot to talk about for like two seconds is can we just pull up the running back board real quick? If we wanted to go running back here, for me, the only person I would like advocate for in this particular spot would probably be Damian Pierce if we wanted to go RB. I, I'm not really in on Miles Sanders. We, I don't want to extend this Philly bet to DeAndre Swift right now. Dalvin Cook, who knows if he plays football this year, you know, like, and so, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I would be interested in talking about Damian Pierce real quick. But for me personally, I think we're looking at Kittle or Pitts. Does anyone want to pound the table for a running back or bring it up or talk about it? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> I mean, we talked about the wide receivers being appealing as it is, and and then we have two elite tight ends that also fit this structure. It's just hard. It's hard to make a case for a running back. I, I and I see si You know, we see Silas's uh, exposures on that. That's how mine look too. Lots of. I don't really take the like it'd be one thing if I like love the player or something but there, there's just not much for me with the running backs yeah I mean that's why I'm saying like it, it's just it's not a great range Damian Pierce would be the only guy so we can just bypass this running back thing do we want to look at the wide receivers real quick just to see what's left I know it's going to be it's Lockett it's Evans it's Deontay Johnson it's Addison does anyone I mean I think Addison's the guy that we would have to talk about here based on our last discussion for round five does anyone want to pound the table for Addison over a tight end right now? I mean, I could. <laughs> do you, well, do you want to though? Like, I, mean, that... I would say, yeah, because I'd be, I'm, I really like Darren Waller. Honestly, it's disgusting. It's gross, but I think he could just be the number one receiver in their offense, basically. And just, he's the biggest player on their team. Everyone else is like a five, eight slot receiver. <laughs> so I like Waller if he falls, and that means there's four tight ends that I'd be surprised if one didn't fall back to us in that like tier below Andrews and Kelsey. And Addison is I think it's a similar bet to Ayuk, 
except we can bet we're assuming he's as good as we think or at least i think he is he's the number two on an offense that we think is going to pass a lot they just got rid of their running back who i don't even know how much he was making but they're like again we don't need him we'll just throw the ball and Thielen was gaining targets last year. KJ Osborne had some huge games last year. I think he's easily much better than them. And Ayuk, we think he's going to be much more efficient in that offense, and that's probably right. But if Addison had 30, 40 more targets than him, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised. So that's that's my Addison pitch. I just don't know. Uh, you in? guys can – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well. I kind of agree with what Trev's saying here. Like, uh, it makes sense from an upside perspective because we've gone so safe with our first five picks. Like, we know what they're going to bring. Like, we can take the shot with Addison and hoping that he literally develops into being the number two there. If anything happens to Justin Jefferson, he could be a league winner, right? And with the tight ends, like, we know how replaceable the, the position is. Like, it makes sense to kind of punt it. I know the, the spike weeks that Kittle and Pitts could theoretically put up is, is fantastic. But, it again, it brings back the uncertainty with their, their quarterbacks. You don't even know, um, you know if they're even going to be able to get the ball. I mean, the, the, the numbers for Pitts last year were fantastic, and he literally sucked for fantasy football. Um, so I completely see the upside case here for Addison. I think, you know, we could take a swing at ceiling here. Um and, and I kind of think I'm leaning that way, but I, the, the tight ends obviously are, are a, a consideration. The only counter I would bring is that if you're swinging for upside, I think it's actually George Kittle um, because he has the upside at a position where upside doesn't exist. You mentioned points being replaceable. They're replaceable for everyone outside of a handful of guys. And one of them is is George Kittle. And if the the point scoring is so low, and there's hardly ever any spike weeks. The guys who can do it are the George Kittle was actually arguably more valuable, more valuable than Travis Kelsey last year because he was much cheaper and provided all the same like absolute ceiling games. He had multiple different like 30, 30 point games, right? They happen to be timed well, but that's the point. If you don't even have that in your bag and I'm hoping Kyle Pitts does because I like to draft Kyle Pitts, but like we don't really know if anyone on Atlanta has that in their bag, you know, with the way that they run on run their offense. And we're talking about concerns about the 49ers. I mean, <laughs> Sam Darnold's better than Desmond Ritter, or like theoretically better. At least Sam Darnold was a you know what a top five pick once upon a time and has shown a little bit here and there. Desmond Ritter is a you know a later round quarterback pick that we're banking a lot on i guess if they were to get like Tannehill, we really want to galaxy brain something it might be similar but i think if you're swinging for upside it's george kittle the this also would allow us we have the elite quarterback we have the elite tight end i don't mind the waller idea i have concerns that he'll get back to us it'd be a little bit past his adp if he came back and then we'd be pressed into bateman flowers and waller all sitting there do we prioritize the stack? But we also just made this move for Addison in order to give ourselves Waller, which I think puts us in a little bit of a tricky spot as opposed to coming back at the 7-8 and being like, look, we got the elite quarterback. We got four star wide receivers and we got the elite tight end. We know we don't need more than two quarterbacks and two and two tight ends at the most. 
We know we're going to need running, but right from rounds nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever, we're just going to be smashing running backs. And then we can take those swings, those Addison like swings with these rookie wide receivers later, right? Jaden Reed, Marvin Mims, whatever, pick your favorite, Jonathan Mingo, pick your favorite uh, wide receiver. When we're going to get to a range, where, okay, maybe we just hit running back a bunch. Now let's hit these rookie wide receivers here, as opposed to this guy fits our structure. He gets us 49ers. He gets us this week 17. He gets us the, you know, gets us the, the second biggest elite upside, I guess third behind Mark Andrews um, at the tight end position. I just think um, it's kind of, I don't actually, I actually don't hate the Addison thing, but I think it would be like very contingent upon, I would really love to get Waller on that team if we could, because I think, Part of why we did this, this zero RB thing is like, we know we're going to use the late, the later round running backs to our advantage. So let's fucking use it, get the elite quarterback, get the elite tight end. And we're still going to have a good wide receiver room. Dude, if Rashad Bateman's our wide receiver five on this team, we are crushing everybody at three positions. And then we make it back up at running back right in those middle rounds. I think if we take Addison here, it takes us a little bit off that, off that path, even though not much, it's still a really good wide receiver pick. But I just think if I'm, Picking picking between the two, the tight end, given that it's Kittle, um, really, really helps this build. Literally just made all of the points I was going to make <laughs> about the tight end position for the most part. The other thing I would say is I'm a guy that usually punts tight end. I'm usually doing the three tight end late build. And we're talking about like it's the most replaceable position and all that fun stuff. The one counter I would say is if you look at the last two, and this is a much different tournament. But if you look at like BBM or any of these tournaments the last two years in the fantasy playoffs, there has been an elite tight end that has carried somebody to the that has carried the majority of the field to the to the finals, which is yeah, Andrews two years ago, Kittle this year, this past year. Two years ago in BBM too, it wasn't uh, ideal to have Kelsey uh, or right, it wasn't ideal. No, but it was Andrews. Um, when was I, when Andrews. I ran my or Andrews, even having Andrews, he wasn't on my. Uh, theoretical perfect build. Um, it was a three tight end build with like Gasicki and uh, two other bums that make no sense. Like, people yeah, had like prob- 10, 11 points. The problem is when you run the optimal, I think it will almost always give you three light tight ends. It's just you have to you have to actually pick them. And in this, exactly. where we have to beat so few people, I don't want to have to pick like like it, it's it's weird thing where like we have to beat so few people. So you could say ah screw it just punt the position. And I think that that's totally viable to be clear, but it's like when I know that I don't have to beat all that many people, like just give me the superstar. Like, like let's beat people with this zero RB structure, which is what like literally what we're doing. we got the superstar mm-hmm. quarterback. We get, you know, these superstar wide receivers, let the structure win it for us. And obviously the upside of George Kittle, but let everybody else try to decide if it's Mike Kosicki or Hayden Hurst, right. Mm-hmm. Or Hunter Henry or whatever. We don't have to sweat that dude. We just got this elite guy. Let's beat people with the, whatever the Rashad pennies and the, you know, and those are the world, whoever our favorite, you know, 10th round running backs are let's beat people with the spots where we're, we know we can beat them at. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's elite tight end here. I, I just think we were setting this up the whole way. We don't want to punt two positions. They gave it to us. The board gave yeah. it to I mean, Shout out Braden for uh, whatever he's doing here with this team. He's given <laughs> us like everything we wanted outside of we wanted Lamar Andrews. But yeah. this might have worked out better. This might have worked out better than if we got that Lamar Andrews stack. Yeah, so I, I'm going to vote for – I'll just vote for Kittle. That I know that's the way that Eric wants to go because Kittle pits is whatever to me. 
at this point. Trev. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I think if we manage to pull off Addison and then Waller, I would like it a little more, but it's not it's maybe like thirty percent chance we can even do that, and then I'd be I'd be pretty bummed about it. So just really quick on that, I wanted to ask you, um, not to delay the conversation, but like in your own drafts, how often would you like if you were faced with this decision ten times, how often would you take Kittle versus try for the Waller swing? Um I think more often I'd try for the Waller, um, but most of the time I'm not doing a $500 draft. So <laughs> it's, it's more of the situation. I think I'm, I'm happy with the outcome with Kittle. I think if like Addison Waller were to happen, I'd like it even more. But then there's the chance, okay, I get no elite tight end and I'm sitting here with Njoku, Trey McBride, and Hunter Henry. And I'm like, well, let's hope. So I think I think Kettle's the right pick. Silas, any pushback? No, I think it's the right pick. Um, and kind of going off Trump's point, like it's it's hard to say like what you would do in those situations because the tournament is so different. Um, but in this tournament, I think I think Eric's point makes sense. And he the pick. Yeah, and we also are getting him at at three picks past ADP, which, as we know, makes him the perfect pick. So, um, let's grab let's grab Kittle. Let's do it. And we'll be able to do our next round for the seven and eighth round, hoping to get one or two more wide receivers, one preferably stacking partner, of course. But any closing thoughts before we get out of here, guys? Can you just run down the team really quickly for the audio folks? Absolutely. So we have Lamar Jackson, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. We also have Terry McLaurin, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. So we've set up a Philly stack, a San Francisco stack with Terry McLaurin, who is actually a week 17 bring back to the 49ers. And then we have Lamar and we're setting up something with him for later in the draft. So that is kind of the team right now. No running backs. There wasn't even really any to discuss at this point based on our build. We tried to even we tried to force the conversation. Nobody even (laughs) wanted to have it. (laughs) <laughs> so very shocking here at spike week to not talk about running backs but we did not um so i think that's going to do it for everybody we will catch you hopefully in a day maybe two for our seventh and eighth round picks catch you later peace One. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. Spike Week.